0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. It is episode 25. And before we begin, I just want to say hello to Facebook Live. Uh, This is our first live broadcast, and uh, glad that you're joining us or possibly will be joining us later on. So uh, at this point, we'd like to take an opportunity to invite you to share the live feed with anyone in your Facebook friends list that you think might uh, be interested We're going to be discussing last week's message entitled, Now What?, as usual, as we would with the podcast, but decided with all the despair in the American politics presidential election being at the center of the message, we would include your live feedback and questions, comments, in today's episode. That whole thing is, what were we thinking? If you want to talk politics with people and do those things, but we thought this would be a good idea, and this would be a way for us to put into practice What uh, Dr. Campalo and Dr. Brown did a couple of weeks ago here in debating with grace. But as always, if you're a listener of the podcast, we're going to invite you to go back and listen to last week's episode, which was entitled Remember Your Creator, where we decided that there is no judgment awaiting those who trust him. Perhaps the most reassuring words in the lives of a believer and a disciple. We wrapped up our series on Ecclesiastes, which may have been the best precursor to the election that we could have possibly imagined. Living the true freedom of Christ changes all of our perspectives and pretty timely if uh, with all that's gone on over the last uh, last couple weeks. You can find and share all the episodes of the podcast by going to Spreaker at hospitalchurch.org slash podcast. There's mobile apps for Android and Apple. We're also on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But if you're on Facebook, you already knew that. And... You can text us thoughts as well each week, 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org if you are of the email persuasion. So, we wrap up last week in Ecclesiastes. And all of the reassurances reassur- of the freedom and all of that—that that all gets kind of thrown out the window this week, doesn't it? I mean, h- how do we how do we talk politics and this whole back alley brawl election that we just survived? Can we possibly align the idea that God has our backs and salvation paid for with all of what's transpired, you know, running up to and even into the election? Can it? Sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. That was a good yeah, that answer. Works. Uh, That was a good answer, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, if that's the case, and we as Christians, then we would have to be able to not just talk the talk, we got to walk the walk, right?
1: Yeah, 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 Jeff, go (laughs) ahead. Yeah, Jeff. You know what, I was listening to Andy speak this sermon, and as he spoke— I I got to thinking I, I'm really glad I didn't have to deal with this one because um <laughs> th- this was a very very rough sabbath um this this um this Saturday after the election there's been there's been you know we've seen so much in our country about the, the divides and um a church the one place that you would want to come where you, where hopefully things get brought back together and I have to commend Andy I I appreciated the words that he spoke this last Sabbath, because I think they were unifying words, which was good. Um, he spoke on calling us to humility, kindness, and civility. And I want to add one more thing to that. Okay. You can, one, you can, add, can I add uh, one more forth, thing? Sure. Yeah. I, I really do think that we need to have a mindset that it's not just about us. Mm. And I mean that from the standpoint even as as Americans it's not just about us. We live in a pretty big world now. And uh we have a much more uh, I think everybody's thinking much more globally now. So.
2: Yeah, it that's true but I, I there's a tendency <clears throat> when you've just won or just lost <laughs> <laughs> to to get to get uh sort of about yourself and oh, yeah. and to, to realize hey, you know, just be like create a little more humility. A little more kindness, a little more civility, and uh, and broaden that picture back out to see it's not just about you. You're right. That's good. That's a good addition, Jeff.
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the points I wanted to get to, or what I, what I thought of when I heard your message, was. And I wrote down perspective is everything and perception is reality, as they mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. So just as politicians globally you know, are dealing with this idea of populism, which is kind of anti what we just – what Jeff just said, and often you know, those are mostly negative perceptions we have of, of politicians and populism as a whole. How do we struggle locally and globally as a church – to kind of reset the perception of christians in this in this debate as being, you know, i mean a lot of we've heard if you're on, you know, if you voted for trump, you know, you're you're a, a racist, a bigot, you're, you know, whatever. And on the other side, you know, if you voted for hillary, well then, you know, for some all of the the downsides of her candidacy, you know, you supported, you know, abortion and all these crazy things. Which I mean, there may be truth in some of it for certain people, but as a whole, we have to rise above that and be okay with ourselves and embracing each other. Sure,
2: that was and that was the transition point in the sermon when I talked about how it, you know in, in, a, in a time of disunity, uh, not new to this election. <laughs> no, not yet. you. Know, no, uh, the election. I pointed out the election in <laughs> eighteen hundred was considered to be the most egregious one ever. Yeah. Um, but, I like
0: that disunity. Yeah, yeah.
2: We, but we have we have to be now. Um, it'd be great if we could have the nation look to the church to understand what unity is supposed to be like, right? That, and then we think, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, they all look to the church, and then we th- realize, no, no, was, was there sixteen hundred denominations and nineteen hundred and forty three thousand denominations today? Yeah. That's a that's a pretty big disunity um, that we have. We're not, we're not modeling the best unity possible <laughs> to the world.
0: No, and I wrote that down. I said, you know, the 43,000 43, denominations doesn't necessarily speak to the get-along nature <laughs> of, what, of, of how we've handled even our own
2: business. Yeah, humility, kindness, and civility. Might be <laughs> might need to hear that lesson ourselves. ourselves.
0: Because essentially, doesn't that really come into play that it just means that 43,000 sects of the same religion, belief, sort of... I mean, maybe not all the same, but a lot of them. I
2: mean, Christianity, how many... Sure. Richard Niebuhr begins his book on social sources of denominationalism with the line, Christianity has often achieved apparent success by denying the precepts of its founder. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, his gotcha. his big prayer is that they be one, and we've not quite <laughs> answered his prayer yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I thought, you know, that... <laughs> And again, it's always easy to just look at it and say, "Well, yeah, you mentioned our unity has to be in Jesus." That would seemingly be obvious, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's not like, "Oh, hey, that was kind of like we're all going to die
2: mm-hmm. last week,"
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Everybody knows it to be true, but then, you know, what are practical steps? Because I think sometimes, just like in politics, they look to, you know, someone looks to, well. Uh, you know, Donald Trump is gonna make America great again, or you know, I'm hashtag I'm with her. If you were voting with Hillary, and you know, she's been you know in politics a long time and helped women and children and all the bylines and the speak that we heard throughout that. I think our church members and people on the outside often look to look to the church leadership. I mean, if you want to describe church as a denomination or as a past, a, a pastoral or a staff. Mm-hmm. To answer questions, much in the same way that people are voting for someone and thinking they're putting their trust in, you know, in Trump or Hillary or Republicans or Democrats or whoever, that they're going to make my life better, and that's a failure. To, that's a setup for failure, even with right. in the church side of that.
2: But within the church, though, it, there there is legitimacy to various groups of people who seem to get along and agree about certain things. It's okay. If, there's nothing wrong with having a group of people say, hey, we see it this way, and another group of people saying we don't see it that way. That, that's not that's not disunity necessarily. That's hey, we 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 agree on the on the big pieces, and then there's there's lots of you you, you scratch scratching below the surface, and there'll be all kind of disunity about about other other pieces. But is Jesus the savior? Does he call us to love each other? Have we got a glorious future someday? We can all agree on that. Right. As soon as you start, even the slightest bit of Study down on that, and you can begin to get an argument quickly about almost any of those pieces,
0: right? Right, and that just seemed to be, um, you know, I thought that, uh, that you said those on the side of victory, especially Christians, need to be called to humility, kindness, civility. And those on the side of defeat, especially Christians, need to be called to the same things, yeah. and that's also something that's hard to because I think in our very nature, we're you know we all want to feel like we have something to say. Yeah. And no. the right
2: answer, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, uh, and I one of the uh, columns I be, I want to say it was in the Washington Examiner that it was no, no, no. Take that back. It was CBS uh, and their uh, director of digital media, their their publisher, their head publisher for director and director of of uh, digital media, said that part of the election came down to the fact that people in quote unquote flyover country felt like for a long time that their opinions hadn't been heard right. and. And actually admitted, I mean this was crazy as a journalist that perhaps and then confirming that they had overlooked and made certain groups of people by the way they report just feel like they didn't matter mm. now, I think you could probably find people, and i don't think that was necessarily a one side or the other. I think that could apply to everybody, but it's really true if we're if we don't feel like we 're valued, then we are going to have those. Outrageous moments where we probably say things and we lash out and we want to be heard, and that definitely feel fuels the discourse.
2: And we, and we have a long history of very egregious and uh, hard campaigns that are that say crazy things <laughs> that are followed by much more sane, actual <laughs> governmental you know processes thereafter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that was part of the the other one. Uh, the finish was like you know the. It is just the presidency, you know. And even if you have the full the full House and Senate, it still doesn't guarantee that you know anything is going to change. Um, but I do. I, I've appreciated the fact that you know we are you know trying to engage people here today with the podcast with a sermon. I had mentioned to two people today <laughs> at work what we were going to talk about today, and that there was an actual message. And they're like, "I got to go to the website." <laughs> they're like, "A pastor actually talked about that." I mean, like, really? And I'm like, "No, yeah, about politics, about the yeah." You know. And they were just incredulous, like, "No, they would never do that at our church." So I felt it made me feel good that at least we're you know we're willing to put ourselves out into the fray, and you know if there's if there's criticism to go with that, so be it. <laughs> Andy's got tough skin. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: well, and hopefully, the, hopefully to bring people together to say there, there's a there's a place where we can stand together, even if we don't agree on things.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important that we understand. First of all, with politics and with our country, um, I saw a sign the other day that said um, it was a realtor sign. If you know, and it just had. A, a Republican sign and a Democrat side and moving to Canada, I'll help you sell your home, you know, kind of, <laughs> oh, they see. um, but, um, <laughs> we, we, in America usually stay put, you know, we, we, we realize we got to live with one party or other. We have to literally stay here with churches. Um, mm, good. Interesting. You know point. what they, they, they get up and they, they, they move or they, they find another church or, or mm-hmm. whatever. They don't stay put. They don't, they don't handle their because maybe this gracious. I wanna I wanna deal with this problem, but because I have to be gracious and because I have to be loving mm-hmm. and because I I can't do those things, and so they, we find ourselves in another place, or we find ourselves changing churches or changing denominations, and and I think there's there's great counsel and understanding that diversity actually can, like you just mentioned, can be actually helpful if I learn how to deal with it. Within my the confine of my faith community, yeah, they can bring a strength and one, one of the, and one of the great assets of the Florida
2: Hospital Church is our incredible diversity. Yeah, uh, we're a very international church, a very ethnically diverse church, a uh, uh, ideologically <laughs> diverse yeah. church, and so it's really important. As, as Tammy said, as we began the services last week, you know, some of you are sitting on the side of the, of the aisle that it's very sad, and some of you are sitting on the side of the aisle that are very happy. And we come here to worship a God who's over both aisles. Both. Uh, yeah. And that's just really, really important for us to remember. Or more than both. I yeah, mean. <laughs> yeah that, and, that and then some. yeah.
0: Well, excellent. Connie Schneider, thank you for joining our live feed. Elizabeth, welcome. Um, if you guys have any questions, anything you'd like to add, a bit of wisdom, maybe if you predicted uh, who might win, and even if you want to share who you voted for, I mean, I'm not sure you <laughs> want to go that far. But if you uh, if you decided that you wanted to, we'd uh, you know we'd we'd uh, uh, go ahead and, and uh, put that out for everybody. You're talking
1: about too. GC president, right? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, of course.
0: Yeah, no, you, you may not want to tell you who tell uh, who. Uh, my daughter was absolutely just crazy. Well, growing up, my mother, I was, I mean, I'm she, my daughter's just like me. She wants to know. Who would you vote for? My mom's like, I'm not telling you who, to, who I voted for. That's personal. Yeah. And I'm like, what's the difference? You already – you know, if you pulled the lever, what's the difference essentially? <laughs> and I, I don't think it was until I think the first time I voted, which would have been – I think the first time it was Clinton – yeah, Clinton, Bush, and um, Perot. Mm-hmm. And I voted third party and got berated from my boss at the time. Oh man, you helped Bill Clinton get elected, and I'm like, I don't know. I really like, you know, I really like Ross. Even if it was just, you know, go ahead and vote for me. I've got these great flow charts behind me. This is what we need to be doing as a country. Chicken. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The one thing that I that I kind of. I wasn't sure how to wrestle with, uh, Andy, was – I put it down as the utopian quote of the day Uh-oh. that you did of, from John Wesley. Oh, yeah. It's a
2: great quote, isn't it? Way
0: back in 1774, October 6th I think it said, uh, I met those of our society who had votes in the ensuing election and advised them, number one, to vote without fear or reward for the person they judged most worthy. Two, to speak no evil of – to speak no evil of the person they voted against and three, to take – care that their spirit were not sharpened against those that voted on the other side.
1: Mm-hmm. That was good.
0: That's, that's ouch. I mean, that cause it's, it's such a reactionary. I mean, how do we get so much skin in the
2: game? Well, if you, but but at the same time, if you, if you <laughs> listen to um, conversations of both candidates post the election and talking with each other, uh, Hillary's phone call to, to Donald Trump, uh, the president's press conference yesterday, there, there is a, a a different a different rhetoric, uh, right? Yeah, and it, and it changes almost immediately to a much more conciliatory. Hey, how can how can we how can we be friends? Almost uh, yeah. at, least, at least, how can we not be enemies? Right.
0: Um, and I read today that um, uh, President Obama uh, went on record today. Uh, someone asked him, I believe it was at a press conference. Um, what he thought of some of the early appointments to cabinet positions mm-hmm. in the Trump administration. And he said, I'm not going to comment on that because uh, I promised that we would make this a smooth transition of power, and that doesn't help. Yeah. And it's not it's not applicable. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I think it, once it's <laughs> – it's like we sling as much mud as possible. But yeah. then once we know what we know, mm-hmm. then it's Time to work together, and maybe, and I was thinking, maybe this is the best time that government ever works together these days, is during the transition of <laughs> yeah, power.
2: Yeah, December
1: of an election year. <laughs> That's right.
0: You know, we get to November and they start doing the transition, and everyone, like you said, is a little less, a little less crazy, a little more agreeable.
1: Well, uh, and and uh, and I'm going to go back to the. I, th- I think you're right. I think we as a as a nation we should be proud of the way in which we transitioned between uh, these elections and and then. Work our way into the transformation of, of the whoever sits at the president's seat or who's in the Oval Office. But on the other side of it, how do we do this as Christians uh, when there are things that we don't agree with within our own organizational system? And uh, and and, and it, at what point do you finally stand up and say, I, "This is this is this is not something I want to stand for," right. but I want I I want to see a change and. Um, you know, we're wrestling with that a little bit right now mm-hmm. in our in our own uh, faith circle and our denomination, in terms of how do we wrestle with these issues? And it's not really an issue of transformation of power as much as it is a um, what we're seeing is differences of thought and how we deal with our faith within our culture. And uh, those are those are tough ones to wrestle with because I do not want to uh you know i i said to andy and i think he said the same thing i was an Avenist, um <laughs> i think th- 5 years ago i'm not sure if i am anymore i mean it's, the, the 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 tables changed without without any
2: movement on my part
0: yeah you
1: know, exactly. I, I didn't move anywhere
0: yeah. so what would we tell i mean at the end of the day when we when we kind of look at this what do we do or what can we promise to do or what can we put into action that would actually be a benefit? I mean, okay, if, you, if Trump won, if you were a Trump supporter and you know, we just heard we don't want to gloat, we don't want to be too far on that side. And if we were a Hillary supporter and we're on the other side, if, if there's a common ground that we could invite our members and anyone mm-hmm. listening to do, what, what would that – what could well, we do?
2: I think one of it is to, is to decide where our unity lies. Does our unity lie in getting our way? Or, or having ide- ideological um, ideas pushed to the front? Or is our unity as Americans bigger than that? Is our, yeah. is our unity about liberty? Is our unity about who we are as a nation? Or do, we, do we value our diversity? Is, uh, is, do, we see, do we see our unity there, or is our unity just in getting, getting what we want?
0: Oh, well, look at that. That's perfect. That goes in. Uh, Connie just uh, sent us a message here on the live feed saying my family has committed to pray every day. The following text, Isaiah 126. I will bring back bring back legislators who have integrity, people like your founding fathers, principal decision makers. Then your city will be called honorable and just a model of ethics, trustworthy and strong. So. If you're on the one, if you're on the winning side and you pray that prayer, and if you're on the losing side and you pray that prayer, that's probably a decent place to start, yeah. right? It's a great place. Yeah. So, um, as we begin to wrap this up, the one thing I, I, you know, I've known e pluribus unum for a long time. <laughs> Not interesting. And yet, why in the <laughs> world? I, that was one of the last things I had to that I wanted to just touch on. Why in the world was that such a re? I don't know. Kind of a remembrance or a realization, like oh yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah that that's what that 's what that means and and the way you know and and really the melting pot, I mean we probably have it as good as anybody in Florida, I mean, from the melting pot sure. perspective, I mean, I guess that's why yeah. we 're a swing state, right <laughs> um, and that you know if we would apply that same to ourselves as christians mm-hmm. i mean if if seriously, if we are all. You know, out of um, you know, out of the many, one. You know, if, if we could apply that ourselves, I think that'd go a long way to even, like Jeff said, the things that we have going on. That would be helpful as well.
2: And the bigness of being one, uh, trumps the having to. Pardon my expression. Oh, I was it, just going to say it, you, that no, was per, clever. <laughs> overrides uh, our our individual having to get our own way. Right. I'm, I'm part of. I'm part of something bigger. I'm I'm part of the body of Christ globally. I'm part of a nation. Uh, and so i don't have to i don't have to seek to have unity just about everybody lining up just like me i get the joy of being part of the of a nation that seeks liberty and freedom for all
1: well our <laughs> our country thanks john <laughs> our country has you know there's been a there's been a few times in our country's history that it's gotten bigger than we wanted it to get yeah um we had to deal with that in the 1860s when all of a sudden we realized wait a minute um, our country needs to include slaves, the ones that are not free, and we need to make them free. And there was that whole push. Um, and our country's gotten bigger today, and we, we're we're not sure how to put that. You know, we are many, but we're bigger than we were many when that was written. Right, right. Uh, we're much bigger. So it's that it's that piece that. Is a little hard for us to deal with, and that's one of the. I think this is a transition time for us to look at, when we, especially when we look at immigration and all these issues. Um, On the preservation of religious liberty as part of the liberties. The
0: sheer numbers of people that you have to now form a coalition with to get anything done—it's amazing. I mean, the bigger isn't always the better, or maybe it's not the easier. Maybe would be the better term for that. but as we wrap it up, and I just want to thank uh, those that joined us on Facebook. This was kind of a uh, – we may do this again at some experiment. point. It was, a, it was an experiment. It was a trial and error, and, and our podcast is a little bit longer than normal. So for those of you that are listening on uh, one of the uh, podcast outlets – We'll be back to normal next week, um, and uh, we'll probably next time promote it a little bit more, but it was just kind of an idea. thought we'd give it a shot, and so thank you for joining us. And for anyone that's actually watching this um, post, this uh, actually live feed, this will be archived on the church. If you do have anything that you wanted to add if you, when you watch it, you can go ahead and uh, send us a text message, 407-965-1607, or podcast at hospitalchurch.org. But as we wrap it up, I really thought that uh, there was a couple – I think I wrote four different endings today, and I scrapped them all because they stunk. And I just went with Andy for the second week in a row because it's just – it really summed everything up. And it was from the last prayer that you had Mm. prayed to finish out the message where uh, it said, we surrender. We surrender our pride of our opinion, our self-assurance of being right, and all our fears because we know that you are our supreme God, Lord of all heaven and earth, and we trust you. Amen. Mm. And really no matter what, you know, what someone, if you're on the winning side and you're actually feeling pretty good going like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, you know, it's only four years away until we – well, it's really two years away before we start doing this all over again. But really four before the total meltdown of, you know, and if you're on the losing side happens, so – Good words to keep in mind. So uh, thank you all for joining us live. And so if you want to join us, uh, of course, each week uh, here at the Hospital Church in Orlando, it's 930 and 12, our first and second service. 1045, there's Bible studies in the middle. You can watch live at hospitalchurch.org. And if you click the watch live link in the upper left, you can uh, tune in for any of those. So uh, do you plan on joining us, if you would, next week. And what, uh, what are we – are we starting new series? Give thanks to
2: God. Thanks.
0: Give thanks. Oh, gee. Well, see, now that's perfect. We're all done with this. <laughs> now let's give some thanks and let's get into uh, that. We'll,
2: we'll, talk, we'll talk a little bit about what it means to say thank you.
0: Ah, well, yeah. Well, that's – we'll unpack that one next week. So uh, until then, uh, for uh, Andy and Jeff and Tom, I'm Randy. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for episode 26.